Hi, I'm Tony Fair, founder of Victorian Grooming Company. Is your beard feeling dry or the skin underneath itchy? Maybe you'd rather soften and tame your beard instead. Our classic collection of beard oils, balms, and soaps will leave your beard looking, feeling, and smelling amazing. And if you prefer shaving, our pre-shave oils and shave soaps will give you a smooth and razor burn free shave. Handmade in Edmonton with natural ingredients, visit victoriangrooming.com. Hi, I'm Emily Sweet and you are listening to Tell Craig Your Story Podcast. Hi guys, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to American actress, model, and producer, Emily Sweet. Now, Emily is originally from Baltimore, USA, uh, now residing in Hollywood. In 2017, Emily won Best Actress for her role in the movie New World, and she was also nominated again in 2019. Emily is most renowned for her her feature films, Fear Farm, Cry Havoc. Now, her latest film is a remake of the 90s horror film, Castle Freak, which is available now to be downloaded at all the major streaming services. Now, she has a very bright future ahead of her for this amazingly talented actress. She has seven projects in the making for 2021 but before we go please go to our website we are at podbean tell craig your story at podbean.com we also have a link tree there which tells you where tell craig your story podcast is streaming we are on all the major streaming services and we also have vk for our russian listeners and wechat for our chinese listeners at tell craig your story And we also have a YouTube channel there. Make sure you're subscribing to get the latest updates. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Emily Sweet on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hi, Emily. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Good. Doing good, thank you. Actually, it's nighttime for you, right? It's just gone past 10 a.m. in the morning. Six, seven o'clock, right? In yeah, yeah. Downtown good. LA? Uh, right in the valley. I live in the valley. In the valley, right. That's uh-huh. great. Well, 
Thank you very much for your time. We've tried to finally got together after a long time of emails and messaging each other. So I appreciate your time. I know you're super busy, but first question I wanted to ask, just like with everybody, we've got through 2020 been a hell of a ride for everybody and especially for you in the US. I mean, uh, can you tell us about yourself and how you've got through it and uh, are you and your family staying safe? Yes, sure. Thank you for asking. Yeah, 2020 was a crazy ride. Who ever expected that to happen? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, you know, it was a little, I had to pivot a lot during 2020 because I had four movies lined up um, and they all got postponed or canceled or, you Mm. know, so it was a lot to just kind of be like, oh, okay, well, now what am I going to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Yes. Two of my movies were coming to theaters, uh, Fear Farm and Castle Freak, and then those got pulled from theaters and just released um, streaming on streaming services, which is fine. You know, I'm happy that mm. they were released. But there was just a lot of pivoting. Um, and my family is spread out, you know, all over the United States. We're on the East Coast, West Coast, and, and Middle. Um, so, you know, not being able to visit them or, you know, really yeah. see them as often as we – you know, like to do. I'm super close with my family. So it's a little hard, but I fortunately have um, a, such a great friend. She actually lives right below me. And so I spent, a, we've just, she and I have spent a lot of time together, right. which is really great. So she has been like a solid rock during COVID, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And were you able to go see your family for, for Christmas? Um, we didn't. So typically for Christmas, we go back to New York and then we go to right. Baltimore. But because of COVID, my brother and I went to Denver and we stayed with my sister and brother-in-law. So we felt comfortable. You know, we got tested before, quarantined before, got tested in Denver. And then after that, we, I mean, we didn't go anywhere there. We just stayed in my sister's house. But um, so I was able to see my siblings over Christmas, which was, which was, you know, more than I thought I would be able to do. That's, that's really, really cool. And tell us about uh, like the U.S. and California. You know, every time I turn the TV on, it's all all about the USA. <laughs> you've got a new president. You've got something's happening in the US. Uh, how is it now? Is it doing okay? Uh, I'm I'm seeing like you got the vaccines now, which is uh, really awesome. Yeah. So you know, it's funny because my brother lives in New York City, which was the epicenter at one yes. point, and yes. then he came over in LA, and so. Yeah, it's it's getting a lot better. Um, you know, my brother can go back to work, which is great. Oh, that's great. And the vaccine is, you know, becoming more uh, prevalent. Um, or I'm sorry, more readily available. So yeah, it's it's it, it, things are looking up in 2021. So good, good. Yeah. And for and for you personally, uh, are you getting back? Uh, you know, doing movies? Are, are you able to do that, or are you still restricted? Or that, what's happening there? So I did one movie last year, uh, right, mm. right at the end of the year, right in um, November into December in Oklahoma called Hostage House. And that was the only thing that I did. And, you know, the COVID protocols there were super strict, which they should be, you know, no, no issues yes. there. We're thankful for that. Um, it's, it's still pretty slow, actually, for me anyway. Um, mm. There are a couple things, you know, that are, it's starting to pick back up, I guess, but it's still rather slow. So yeah. still marketing, but that's okay. <laughs> and, and what are you doing in this period? Are you just sort of planning for the future or working out, like still sort of eating health? What are you doing in this period? Is so, a bit like everybody. <laughs> I know. A lot of it is just 
kind of, you know, staying home and in mm. quarantine, trying to, you know, really abide by those rules. But when I'm home, I watch a lot of horror movies, you know, Come I, on. <laughs> I, I see a lot of research in horror movies and uh, doing a lot of puzzles. Um, but every Monday, my family still like extended family and my immediate family, we have a Zoom call every Monday for about oh. an hour or so. So I do that. Um, actually, Thursdays I do um, a cooking class, a virtual cooking class with some friends. Come on. Yeah. So you know, I'm finding things. I'm trying to spend <laughs> this time to really focus on creative outlets and you know, yes. write some things and and just kind of awesome. get in touch creatively since I have the time. Yeah. You've got your cooking class right after this, I do believe, right? <laughs> so we're going to be on the schedule, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, it's good to see that you're still uh, active in this sort of time. So, so let's talk about like the new um, movie that you just come, will come out in February, I do believe, fourth of December. Oh yes, Castle Freak. <laughs> Castle Freak. Yes. So uh, let, let's talk about this and um, how you said it got delayed. Tell us everything about it, really. Oh. I'm very interested to know. Sure. I I adore this movie. I love this movie. I stand by all, everything in this movie. Um, so I don't know if you've seen the original Castle Freak that came out in 95 with Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton. Um, so I love that movie. Right. I, I have always loved that original. And so when my agent reached out to me, I was like, hey, um, I want you to audition, or you know, you got, uh, an audition's coming in for Castle Freak. And I was like, the Castle Freak? Um, I I auditioned and typically when you audition for something, you do it and then you don't get your hopes up. You just move on to the next thing, right? Because if you got your hopes up for every single thing, you know, you don't, there's a lot of no's in this industry. Yes, yes. So I really wanted this one though. I really wanted this (laughs) Unfortunately, I booked it. So, you know, thanks to my agent, Leo. And I mean, what an experience. I think I might have left two weeks after I booked it to Albania. We filmed it all in Albania, even the parts that are supposed to be Massachusetts that was still filmed in Albania. Um, You know, we were there for, I think the whole production took a little over a month to do. Um, It was a fantastic experience. I mean, I have never filmed in a real castle before. Right. (laughs) the location was fantastic. Albania, people don't think to ever travel there, but, you know, it's right next to Greece. So you have all those wonderful beaches. Yeah, right. Um, have, and, you know, everyone is so kind and it's, you know, inexpensive. Oh, it was such a fantastic experience. And what I always, what we try to bill it as is not a remake of Castle Freak, yes. but a imagining because we found that a lot of people were you know they kept saying well this is nothing like the original we're like well that wasn't the, point. the like, reason <laughs> yes. classic um but I'm really proud of ours because we had a we have a lot of nods to the original um but then we made it our own standalone story which is very heavily based in Lovecraftian you know in his works and Lovecraft's works yeah. um so, yeah, I, I mean, I love it. It's wild. It's a wild movie, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, even in the, like, the first scene is like very intense, like the, the girl there. She... <laughs> yeah. But, but, but uh, tell us about Albania. I'm very interested to find out about this because we actually had an author come on from Albania 
and talk about her a couple of books. So tell us about that whole experience. Like, was the visa process difficult? Uh, how long did you stay there for? And you know. So I was there. I had a passport, so I was just able to use my passport. I mean, mm. I don't know if the production worked something out where that was fine. I'm not sure, but um, so it was super easy because I already had one. And you know, I flew over. I was there for a couple of weeks, and right. uh, when the this was uh, pre-COVID, by the way, you're right. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. 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 2019. Um, right. So, you know, the cool thing about it was I wasn't filming every day. So me and my co-star, uh, Eli, he played Chuck in the movie. He and I had a lot of the same days off. And so we would just go explore Albania together That's or great. explore castle together. Yeah. You know, it's so charming and so beautiful there. It's just, oh, my gosh, it's incredible. The I, I can't say enough good things about it. I want to go back in a heartbeat. I mean, in a second, I would go back. It's, it's such a great place. And, you know, just experiencing other cultures and other food and just how people live over there. It's, I don't know, it was fantastic. Um, and we spent the first part of our time uh, in Tirana, the capital. And then right. the second half of the movie, we went to Eurocaster. Um, and that's where the castle was. And then we finished filming everything there. Right. What was the main reason behind Albania? Was it because of, was it cheaper to go there or they didn't have castles in the US or? So Matt and Justin, um, two of the producers from Castle Freak, uh, they, I think it was, I I know it was Justin and I I also think it was Matt, but I know Justin for sure had um, filmed a trauma movie over in Albania. And so he had some ties already over there. And so I think when, you know, the original Castle Freak takes place in Italy. And so, you know, they, they knew that they wanted to do it abroad if they could. And because Justin had those ties with Albania already, he just kind of called. And he told a funny story about um, when he was filming Troma about how just wonderful the Albanian people are that they needed a Navy ship, right? right. And you can't get that in the United States. Like the Navy is <laughs> be like yeah use our ship but over in albania i guess they called and and they were like yeah we have a ship you can use i mean yes i don't i don't know how easy it was to get the castle they were able to get it and i do think it's a lot cheaper yes to film yes yeah absolutely so uh come out december 4th i I do read here so uh did you get to do like a red carpet like a like a premiere in in la or was it didn't because of COVID. So we were. So it was supposed to premiere at the Chattanooga Film Festival, I think April 14th, um, but everything shut down in March. And so, you know, they postponed the festival, but then when things got worse and worse, um, they thought about doing something in July, um, kind of like a New Year's Eve, like coming to you in Australia, Craig. Right? Yes. <laughs> in Los Angeles like right and so we would have our own kind of viewing parties um but then I mean they were hoping to rent theaters out for us to do that and then with COVID they couldn't so eventually I mean they just they had to release it which is you know it would have been really fun to have that premiere but I'm just again so thankful that the movie came out we got out yeah in these times and and tell us where where can we find Castle Freak 
Sure. It's um, free on Shutter if you subscribe to Shutter, And then it's also on Prime and I believe on YouTube and, you know, all the other places that you can pretty much stream. But it's definitely on Shutter and Prime, I know for sure. Great. Awesome. All right. So let's go back. Let's go way back. So you were, I do believe you were born in Baltimore in yes. the U.S. Uh-huh. Uh, so for people from Australia, they might be a little bit, so whereabouts is Baltimore? Baltimore, it's in Maryland. So it's the capital of Maryland on the East Coast. It's um, right next to Pennsylvania. Um, so yeah, East Coast, cold. Well, I guess where I was in Maryland, it sometimes got cold, but eh, I mean, not as cold as, say, like New York or, or um, Pennsylvania would get. <laughs> so so growing up there, um, it's not really like a, like a small sort of town. It's like it's a... It's a fairly big, like a couple of million people, right? Yeah, Baltimore is a pretty big city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and tell us, like, like growing up there in Baltimore, were your parents sort of involved in art and, and how did you get involved in sort of, you know, being on stage and tell, tell us about that. You know, my dad is um, still a, a minister, a pastor, and my mom's a retired teacher. So, right. they, yeah, they weren't necessarily in the arts. I mean, they nah. appreciate them very much but they never necessarily did anything themselves right. um, I mean they're they are both musical people they you know played instruments growing up but um no it's you know for the longest time Craig it's all I've ever wanted to do I don't right. remember ever wanting to do anything else and I mean my parents are very supportive and you know they always encouraged me to do what I wanted to do they never said well I don't know that's like a tough industry maybe you should think about something a little more doable they're always like it's gonna be hard but I mean yeah if that's what your passion is I mean we support you so yeah it was I'm very lucky in that in that way that's really cool like you know you hear of other parents forcing people to do this and to become actors and, you know, at the very young age of it. That's really, really cool. That you're, was it uh, Christian or Catholic? That, My dad, he is yeah. a Presbyterian. Right, so, right. Okay. So were you going to, like, girls' school? How, did, how does that all work when, when you were? So yeah. when I was in – I went to just a public school. And right. In second grade, we moved to New York, and I went to a public school there as well. Actually, my high school was small. I think my, well, my graduating class, I think, was 69, 72 students. I mean, small. So growing up, I just did a lot of uh, school plays and musicals. Yes. You know, did church musicals and plays and stuff. And then when I was in college, you know, did the same and kind of just went from there. It's always, I don't know, I just get such a thrill out of it. I love it. Yes. Can you remember the first time that you actually got up on stage? And how did you sort of develop, you know, learning your lines? It's very, it's always interesting to me how people do that. Do you have any tricks? Or do you have any sort of... Well, when I was really little, I remember my mom would help me, you know, she would say my lines and then I would repeat them. She would say them. I would repeat them, you know, (sighs) but now what I do and what I've been doing for years is I'll just read the script over and over and over and over until Mm. I feel like, you know, comfortable with it. And then what I'll do is like, say, I don't know, here's the script. I'll, I'll roll up the paper and see the other person's line and then can guess what my line is. And then right. I'll move on. And then um, 
once once I get all of them, once like I nailed it and, and memorized everything, then I'll go to a friend and be off book and we'll just say the lines together. All right. It's very yeah. interesting to see how everybody <laughs> works for you. So that's really, really cool. Yeah. Tell us about the first time that you can remember going up on, on stage. How, how I, old were you? What, what, what was the play? I was little and it was a church, probably a Christmas Eve service. I was probably a sheep or an angel. <laughs> yeah. um, I, but the first one that I actually remember doing, um, I mean, we did in, in elementary school, we would always have these plays. And I remember I, I was a painter and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I would <laughs> tend to paint everything. And then from there in middle school, I remember doing, you know, I got bigger roles than a painter yes. <laughs> and then, yeah, so on and so forth from there. So you, you said that you moved to, to New York. How, how old were you when you moved to New York? I was going into second grade. So however old you are in second grade. All right. <laughs> Seven or eight. <laughs> New York. Uh, so this is where you went to university, the uh, State Uni of New York. Is that right? Yeah, in Fredonia, Fredonia, right. New York. And you were studying arts. Is, it, is that correct? Yeah. So I uh, had two degrees. I uh, did Spanish because my mom was a Spanish and chemistry teacher. So right. I did Spanish but then also theater. How is your Spanish now, by the way? No bueno. (laughs) 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 You got to practice it, right? Yeah, I haven't used it in so long. If I were to call my mom and like talk to her for a couple of weeks in Spanish, I'm sure I would get it back, but it's been a really long time. (laughs) Right. So tell us about moving to New York, a bit bit of a difference uh, coming from Baltimore. So what was that first study of experiences like there? Well, so I did eventually uh, live in Manhattan, but we grew up near Buffalo, New York. Right. So very small, small town, which was different, you know, from from Baltimore. But it was nice, and it was actually really nice because, you know, say for acting in school, I didn't have to beat out a thousand other kids. You know what I mean? I was like, it was a small school. And so, you know, when I auditioned, I had a really good chance um, of of getting a part. And it's funny to think about if we never moved, if I would still be doing, you know, acting. Yes. Yes. We'll be acting. But uh, I, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm glad that we did move because all of that led me to here. Now, now speaking, uh, sorry, let's going back to uh, to Baltimore. I did have a little look on your Instagram, and I've noticed that uh, we have a common interest: baseball. You go with your father every year to Baltimore Orioles games. Uh, I'm also a big uh, baseball, major league baseball fan myself. So, tell us how did how did that all come about? Oh man, my dad's side of the family, born and raised Orioles fans, right? And so <laughs> I didn't know any better. Like it was yes. Orioles and that's it. Um, <laughs> loyal girl. And so when we moved to New York, I, you know, I still had this affinity for the Orioles. And it's yeah. funny because when I lived in New York City, the Orioles, you know, they're in the same division. So I would go to to the Yankee Stadium when they would play the Orioles. And it's funny because on the subway home, I, you know, I'd be in my Orioles gear. Well, if the Orioles won, I had to, you know, cover up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
do anything to me on the train. But if they lost, I also had a cover up because I would be heckled like, oh, the Orioles suck you. Mm. So it was, yeah, it, it was, it's, it's tough being an Orioles fan. Because, <laughs> you know, they, um, they've seen better days, but there's always hope for this year. <laughs> Come on. There's always this year. Come on. And we were talking about it before. My, my dad has a, a Baltimore Orioles, Cal Ripken Jr. Now for all the Cal Ripken Jr., uh, he still has the record for the most games played consecutively. It's like, like uh, I'm not exactly sure, but it's like 16 or 17 seasons of like 160 games i mean he's just incredible player and yeah dad's got the old uh cal ripkin orange the orange jersey with the with the um switching back you you graduated uh from new york and is that when you're starting to do plays starting to get like real serious about you know wanting to be an actor it's so funny because yeah, so I moved to New York City being like, all right, this is it. You, you know, feet on the pavement, I'm going <laughs> to, here it is. But I actually, because I was fresh out of college and I didn't have a lot of money and it's expensive there, I ended up having to get a job, right? And so the ironic thing is I was in New York to act and I never did one thing when I was there. <laughs> So actually what ended up happening was um, I, I worked for a great company and I, I would never say anything bad about that company. I truly loved working there, but I was, I was becoming not resentful, but I just wanted to act. I want, you know, I was like, what, what yes. am I here I'm not like acting? So I remember I went home one day from work and I typed in like a lunatic circus jobs, um, found a tightrope position with the Melendez and then I left my job I left New York I went to Florida um was in the circus for a little bit and that's what really got me back into like acting and like okay this I need to perform I need to do some sort of performance it is uh, yeah. Tell us about this experience. I, I read that. I thought this was like a, a whole Google sort of uh, hoax, like a joke thing, but it, no. you actually, it's actually true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah. Again, my parents, God bless them. You know, they're like, <laughs> Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea, but they're yes. so supportive. They're like, okay, if you're going to go, we'll support you. Yeah. So, you know, that's very sweet. But yeah, so um, I subleased my apartment in New York. Um, I lived in, oh my gosh, a trailer that was, I don't know, the size of maybe a king bed. I mean, it was tiny. Yes. Me and my dog, me and my little dog. Um, so I lived in this circus community in this little trailer. Every morning I would wake up. I had never tightrope before. I'd never done this <laughs> before. In fact, I was really scared of heights, but I knew if I said that, I wouldn't be hired, right? So I left that out. So every morning I had to go out into like the, you know, where, where we practiced behind all the trailers. And every morning I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I have to like climb this 80 foot pole and just like, I'm scared of height. But you know what? I did it and then I did it and I did it and I did it. And then I kind of conquered my fear of heights. But the thing is with the Walendas, they don't use nets, right? Like that's what they're wow. kind of not using nets and doing the pyramids is what they're famous for. So, you know, my mom was like, what if you fall? And I was yeah. like, you know, I'm sure that when I'm practicing and learning, there'll be nets under me. Like, no, mom, don't worry. But there wasn't because oh, wow. what they said was if you 
learn, like if you get used to falling um, during practice, you're more likely to fall during a show. I know you would start three inches above the ground. And when you were comfortable, you would move to four feet, four or five feet. Then when you were comfortable with that, you would move um, to 10 feet. And then like the the final, you know, height when, but so it was always when you were comfortable. Right. That's, that's, that's amazing. Like, it's just, you've gone from New York to working in a circus. Again, who would have thought that, that, that would have happened? You know? And how long were you there for? You would have met some very, very amazing and interesting people, right? I did. I met the nicest people. I, I wasn't there too long just because uh, we had a, a little bit of a family emergency, and so I left to kind of go back and take care of some family things. But right. it was a great experience, and I'm so glad I did it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. It, you know, I learned a lot about myself and what I was capable of doing, and yeah, yeah I met some really great people. A lot, a lot of independence, you know, you know, being strong as a person, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So you've thrown me off because this Sorry. is not the time. This is not the timeline that I had. <laughs> so. Where does this all sort of uh, work into with uh, Indianapolis, moving to Indianapolis? So my aunt and uncle and two cousins live there. And mm -hmm. I uh, was just kind of, I went back to New York, you know, after the circus. And I was tired of New York still. Um, and so I called my aunt and my uncle and I was like, do you mind if I just come stay with you guys for like a month? I just, I just want to kind of figure out where I'm going to go next or whatever. And they're like, sure, come on down. So uh, after the month was up, um, I, I fell in love with Indianapolis, and I live in Fishers, Indiana, which is basically Indianapolis. Hmm. Um, and so uh, what I so I decided to move, and I started singing in a band, and then after whoa 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 let's let's back up here. <laughs> Big music fan. I play in a band myself at the moment. So I want to talk about this. T tell us about this band, uh, how, how it all formed, and did you release any music? Um, I did not with the band. Um, it was the Andrew Young band. Uh, he had won Star Search back in the day, like 89 right. something. Yeah. So um, he had been uh, doing this for years and years and years. He had a, a band that he would travel around Indiana with, and uh, the so I did mainly backup singing and then oh. I would do a couple of songs, you know, by, by myself, but it was mainly a cover band. Andrew would do some of his, would do some of his originals, but mainly it was just like these fun covers from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and then like stuff that was on the radio. And so it was super fun. That, that band is so talented. The people in that band are, oh my gosh, extremely talented. So I would sing and, you know, just mainly do backup, backup vocals. But, you know, we opened for some pretty big shows in Indiana, oh. like the Summer Jam, R&B shows. Uh, so that also was a great experience. Yeah. That's really cool. And are you still singing now? or do you... Not really. Um, karaoke? <laughs> I did karaoke. Exactly. <laughs> karaoke <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's very interesting that you, you you did that and no recordings but so it was around this time that uh you started doing uh modeling you signed as uh, with a modeling agent tell us how you did that and with your music and with your tight ropes and <laughs> so, so tell us tell us about that how, how this all sure. happened 
So, uh, yeah, so um, I left the band because in the summertime, it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. In the wintertime, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so... Oh, so, you, so you're like a professional musician, like... Well, I mean, I don't know if you would say that, but... Uh, and so right. I couldn't, again, I really wanted to act, and I, I couldn't really commit to anything because most of my week was, you know, taken taken up with, with the band. Right. Um so I left to focus mainly on acting, and you know, I I had always wanted to model, but I was like, well, I'm not a model. I, well, I don't know. I'm not like five ten. I'm not this. I'm not that. I don't know. I don't think I could. And I kept saying that for years, like I don't think I could do it. So then one day I was just sitting there, and I was I just said to myself, well, why couldn't I do it? Like why not? At least I can try. Like I can yes. just commit myself and and see so I got a friend I actually I I, I went to a, a an art show and I bought a piece of art from an artist and he did photography and so uh it was an expensive painting and so he was like in exchange for this I'll take some photos of you and I was like oh, that's perfect because I want to try to get into modeling so we went to downtown Indianapolis we took some photos you know this and that and I submitted that into my to the agency L models, which I'm, you know, currently still with right now. And I remember I went in and I was older. That's another thing too. I'm not old, but I didn't start when I was 13, you know, yes. and I, like and a lot of models start when they're super young. And so I was yes. like, I don't know if she's going to hire me. I don't know if she's going to, you know, bring me on. But anyway, I met with her a few times and, you know, took some photos with her and, and, and just said what I was into and how I, you know, I act and this and that. And lo and behold, she, saw something she liked in me and I've been with them ever since. And I actually just had um, a shoot this morning and I have another shoot tomorrow. And so she's still nice. even Indianapolis. She's still able to get me work out here. So I'm really thankful for her. Thanks, Leslie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so tell us about like, like agents as well. Like, uh, did they find you? Did you find them? How, how did that all happen? And even with like acting as well, like how do you find them? Do they find you? How does that all work? Uh, so I found my modeling agent. You know, I submitted to her agency, and I've been with her now since 2016, I believe. But my acting agent, Leo, oh, he's the best. Um, he actually reached out to me. He had seen uh, a trailer of something that I had done, and it really. Yeah. The trailer, he like was really intrigued by the trailer, and then after seeing that, he kind of dug into me, and he just cold emailed me. And honestly, I remember I was in Baltimore visiting my dad and my stepmom when I got the email, and I was like, I don't know about this. This seems too <laughs> true. I haven't <don't> <laughs> done that many things, um, but they're like, no, it sounds legitimate. You should meet up with them when you get back and then see, you know, what happens. Again, so supportive there. Um, and I did. And I've been with Leo ever since, you know, for a couple of years now as well. And, you know, um, super thankful for him. He, you know, again, got me Castle Freak. And he's gotten me a lot of just really fantastic um, horror auditions and other auditions, yes. too, of course. Yeah. So really thankful for him. That's, so, that's yeah. really cool. So let's get back to the, the modeling part because I'm always interested to – to know about this you know get a lot of beautiful girls especially in LA trying to become models and be, trying to be actors but the pressure of trying to always look good and you know beautiful and 
for you, how how do you how do you deal with sort of the pressures of of this? I mean, I think it helps um, that I'm not 13. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I had great people surrounding me my whole life, a lot of support. And, you know, I know what my worth is. And I know that if someone says no to me for a movie or for a modeling gig, I don't take it personally. You know what I mean? Yes. I have sat in on enough castings to know that it's not personal. Um, you know, I might be too short or I might be too tall or I might have blue eyes and they want they don't want to spend money on contacts. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, and so it is I, I've learned to you know this is how I am this is how I look you know it is it is sometimes a little what's the word I'm looking for you can self-doubt a lot when you go into a casting and you see 50 other people who look just most of them skinnier than you taller than you you know this than you but again I know that maybe they don't want someone two inches taller. Maybe they want exactly what I look like, yes. you know? Um, and so that's kind of how I've just throughout, you know, the years in the industry that I've just really kind of told myself and reiterated to myself. It's like, if they want you, it doesn't, they're going to want you because of your talent. And you know what I mean? If you don't book mm. something, well, then you don't book it, but you know, you can't, you can't kill yourself trying to. That's keep- right. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I normally ask this question like at the end, but I think it's a good time to. What advice would you give to like an up and coming, uh, inspiring actor or actress that that wants to get in the big time, especially with people from Australia, from outside of the uh, the US, wanting to get into the Hollywood scene? It's very very difficult. Uh, what advice would you give to them? <laughs> I honestly would say that you just have to hold on for the highs and the lows because sometimes you are like on top of the world and you're like, yes, I'm doing it. And then you won't get a job for two months and you know, he didn't know. And it's just like, what am I doing? And you second guess yourself. I honestly, it's such a waiting game and, and you know, you can't, you just have to keep at it. And I like, I wish that I could, there was something else, right? But <laughs> you honestly have to keep at it. And if you keep at it and you keep auditioning, you're going to get a yes. You know, statistically, you're going to get a yes. But it's just like sticking it out when you so badly don't want to do it anymore because you're so frustrated and you're broke, <laughs> this or you're that. Um, yes. But so my advice is honestly just have faith in yourself and keep going. Like, don't Stick stop. with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and don't listen to what people, you know, sort of have to say, I, you know. It's so differently. What what has worked for me might not work for you or the other person or this person, and what works for that person wouldn't necessarily work for me. Like, you can't compare yourself to people's journeys and, and you know, what people have, have done in their career or just because it's so different. And, and if you compare yourself to someone else, oh, my gosh, you might as well just quit while you're ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice, by the way. So uh, you signed your modeling contract and then you said that you were in uh, Baltimore and you get the phone call from your agent and is that is that when you say, okay, it's time to move to LA or, no. or was that like uh, a, 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 to tell us? Yeah, no, I um, 
I split my time actually for about five years in Indianapolis and LA. So I had built a house in Indy. And so right. um, when I was working, I would go to LA or wherever I needed to go new or wherever I was filming. Then when I wasn't filming, uh, I would go back to Indiana. Um, and that worked for, you know, a good five years until thank goodness. Um, I just was booking more and more and more and it didn't yes. make sense to yes. stay in Indiana anymore. And so that's when I made the decision to move out full time. Absolutely. So uh, what was your first sort of role with uh, your new management? What did they get you? And uh, tell us, how did you sort of prepare for this? Was it a while since you had to prepare for like an acting sort of role or on stage role? So, so tell us how all that happened. I only had my agent for only a couple of years, two years maybe. So right. everything else that I did, I just booked on my by myself alone. Right. What, how, what I did, and I guess my advice for anyone who's starting and they don't know where to start, I started with a student film because um, even though the story might not be that good, um, you know, the schools always have the top of the line equipment. They're learning on the newest, you know, and greatest equipment. So your, your stuff is going to look very professional, and that's what people look for. Mm -hmm. So fortunately, the short film I did was actually really great. We won a bunch of awards for it. So I was very lucky in that way. Um, so I took that and I made a demo reel from that and then submitted with that and then booked and booked, you know, and just kind of slowly built my demo reel. And then um, I had done enough stuff on my own that I think that my agent saw that. Um, and then the first thing I got with him was Castle Freak. <laughs> right. There you go. So let's go back because you did mention uh, just then that you won awards. You actually won an award in 2017. And tell me if this is correct or not. You won Best Actress for the short film New World. Is that right? Congratulations, world. that's an amazing achievement. So how many short films were you into this? Like is this like your fourth, fifth? Tell that's us my one. first one. <laughs> my God. Yeah. What I a natural. That. And Thanks. you know, you're winning an award on your first uh, you know movie. So tell us how were you feeling at that time? I mean, come on. It was I, you know, Tommy Weber, um, he directed that film. He's a dear friend of mine still to this day. He's actually out in California now as well. Um, and yeah. he's helped collaborate on a bunch of things. Um, I just adore him. And he wrote this really great story. And, you know, it's funny because I was kind of late to the game on auditioning for that. They had actually already cast someone when I submitted for it. And they're like, oh, you know, sorry, we have someone already. Um, but then they had a drop out. And so they reached back out to me and said, can you audition for this? Sure. No problem. And I booked it. Uh, so it's funny how, I mean, I wasn't even supposed to, to do that, but it was a great experience. All those people were just fantastic. And so we made this short um, and the festival had, I don't remember how many were in, but new, new world won like six awards that night. I mean, it wow. did really well. Um, and yeah, I'm really thankful for that because honestly, I used that in my reel for a long time and that mm. I just off of that film. So, yes. Really so, cool. so after the award, after the movie, uh, where did that sort of take you after that? Like, were you getting people then sort of calling you all of a sudden out of the blue saying, Hey, can you come and audition? Um, called I still had to submit to things but right after that I booked my first feature and then 
after that, I booked another fee. And it just really, I, I will say, you know, I am very thankful uh, and I'm very lucky because, I mean, it's still super hard. I'm not saying like, oh, it's been great and easy and I've had the easiest time because, oh my gosh, it's such a difficult yes. industry. But I am very fortunate and I am very thankful um, that, you know, I've been able to have, you know, the little bit of success that I've had um, in, you know, and booking fairly regularly, knock on wood. So I'm just super thankful for that. Oh my goodness. I'm so thankful. <laughs> yes. So the first feature film, uh, it says here in 2019, you were, uh, there was another role. You were nominated for. <gasps> for Palace. Palace. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, now was this a feature film? Is this, was this the first feature film that you're. No, the no. first film I did it's actually it's not even out yet um we filmed it I, so long ago years and years and years ago called Mount Adams and um I, I don't know when that movie's ever come out <laughs> I have no idea what um, uh, what, uh, happened, what happened there they just the just oh wow that's, that's interesting no idea <laughs> that, that's gonna be like a, a cult uh, you know people having it you know a, a copy of it you know it's gonna be worth a fortune Yes, um, it's funny because I feel like I've learned so much since that movie, <laughs> so I'm a little nervous <laughs> to watch it actually. Um, but no, I, Palace. That was I don't know. I had done. I had, without. I don't want to sound like oh, I had done a bunch of features since then. <laughs> I don't think that was, but I had done a bunch of features since then. Yes. Um, and actually, Tommy, who I did New World with, that was his friend wrote and directed that, um, yeah. and he's like, hey my friend Emily did new world with me. I think she'd be great for this role. And that's, I auditioned then, you know, that way. So I'm, I am lucky that I've met a lot of great people and made some really great connections. Um, but yeah, so palace that also won a bunch of awards. I didn't win anything for that. You know, we were nominated for best ensemble cast and, you know, one of the actors in that movie also got a Best Actor Award in a couple of different festivals. And so, yeah, it's funny because I mainly do horror, but the two movies that I've won awards for have, or have been nominated for have not been horror movies. <laughs> right. So so tell us about that. Like, ha did it come to you? Like like you said before that you're a big horror horror movie fan. Is this something that you wanted to do or is it just something that just come out of the blue naturally? Kind of came out of the blue. Um, I had always wanted to act, right? That, mm. that was forever. But I never really thought about horror. When I was little, I was terrified of horror. You know, I thought <laughs> And then... I don't know, something switched and I just became obsessed with the genre and watching it, you know, I love, I, oh my gosh, I watch horror movie almost every day. I love it. And so yeah. then, um, I wanted to get into acting into horror because I love the genre so much. And now basically that's my, my goal. My hope for my career is to be the new scream queen. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> so, so let's talk about the movies that that come out last year, you know, and then obviously with with, with the COVID, you, you said that it sort of stopped. So how far did you get up to? Like like you've you brought out uh, Castle Freak, so Fear Farm as well. That was done 2019, right, and then released in 2020. Yeah. So I, I had uh, Tiana uh, Tuttle, 
last year. Uh, lovely girl. Uh, we had a great chat. Your name came up a couple of times. Uh, you, you're, you're in her, the first movie and it was the same producer and then the same with Fear Farm. So, so tell us about Fear Farm and, you know, uh, some good times uh, doing that movie. Oh, I love Fear Farm. I know that I say that yeah. about these movies, but Fear Farm <laughs> holds the, the nearest and dearest place in my heart because, I mean, I'm, I'm friends with, you know, people from other casts. I remain friends with, you know, a lot of those people and I love them dearly. Um, but there was just magic in a bottle on yes. that side with those people. They're some of my honest to goodness best friends that I've ever made or had. I love them. Um, and that whole fi that filming experience was just like a different universe. It was so much fun. We had so much fun on that set. We were constantly laughing. Yes. And I think that really shows through when you watch the movie that we all just genuinely really love each other and appreciate yes. each other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The cornfields and the going through the maze and yeah, it was very uh, like on set there, would uh, freezing cold, right? And no lights, you know, or you know, very dark in the. Yeah, it was. I think maybe 17 degrees during the scene oh, that dear. I found with Andy the clown. Right. Harpoon and all of that. It was so cool. And he—he's—he was like the director, right? The, the producer or the director? The, the he big was the coordinator. Right. Yeah. Right. Mario Rocha. He's oh, he's so funny and so sweet. He's the best. <laughs> that was such a cool film. I, I ended up watching that. It's really good film. Well, well done, Emily. That was great. And. <laughs> For for 2021, I mean, there's no stopping you, Emily. Like, I've got, like, you know, it seems like a list of projects that you're doing 2021, post-production, pre-production. Uh, you're also a producer as well, not only just a, a model and an actress and a tightrope and you know, <laughs> tightrope walker and a singer in a band, but uh, a producer as well. So how did this come about? Was this from your university studies or how No, so uh, on Mount Adams, that first feature I did, I met uh, our makeup artist and effects guru, Cameron, um, Cameron Gates. He and I hit it off really well and we both really, you know, just loved the horror genre and he's, you know, that's what he does is effects and stuff. And so we uh, became really close and stayed close after we were done filming and one day I decided, let's let's make a short. Let's make a short film. Like, I want to learn this stuff. I don't know really anything about it. And so uh, he had done a couple of things. And so we joined forces and we produced Hold Your Breath was the first short that we did. Um, and then we did Offering, which will hopefully come out this year. That's our goal. That's our goal. I'm, I'm in the middle of a pre-production right now. I can't really talk about it. A, a feature. So it's super excited about that because I had only really produced shorts before. And so I'm excited to take it to the next level and produce my first feature. So all they're all horror, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Like, uh, and, and this is something like even when you sort of I mean, I mean, I know you can act for such a long time, but this can be also something that you could do for a very, very long time too, right? Absolutely. And, you know, it, it is a whole different animal. And, mm. you know, that also has its stressors, but, you know, it's also very rewarding. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm 
I'm thankful that I was able to, you know, dip my toes into it and kind of swim in that pond for a little bit just because I am learning so much still, you know, there's always so much to learn. You can never stop learning in this industry. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. In any sort of industry, actually. So 2021, like I said before, there's there's a huge list of projects that you have. Is there any that's sort of like standing out? Like, is there any that, I know you don't want to give too much away, but is there any projects that you can sort of uh, talk a little bit about that are coming out that are about to be released yeah, or yeah. so in this summer um uh this movie it's currently called hostage house that may change you, you know who knows it's just a working title but currently it's called hostage house um that will come to tv in the summertime uh, i don't have a specific date yet but it, it's a tv movie and i'm excited about that i play a villain and i've never like played an evil villain before Ooh, yeah wow. so <laughs> um, Desert Shadows was supposed to come out last year, but because yeah. of COVID, it, it was on hold. And so as far as I know, that's still slated to come out this year. Um, not quite sure, but it's finished. Um, and that's a horror drama. Oh, We've got like Reflecting the Void, Savage Midlife, Angel of Mercy. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> Savage Midlife, uh, they... I think that's still filming, and I, I'm i pretty sure I go in June to film that. Um, they filmed some of it already, but that's like a slapstick comedy. I also play a villain in that movie. I'm very excited. Oh, come on. In a yeah. comedy as well. That's, that's uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, getting away from your horror. I know, I know. Um, but I'm excited. It will be a new challenge. Um, Reflecting the Void is still very, very pre-production, so I don't know too much right. about that yet. Um, but you had on Eva as well, didn't you? Have yes, Eva Hamilton, Hel- Hel- yes. But I, we don't really know too much about it yet. And then Angels of Mercy was something that I filmed actually a couple of years ago. I'm assuming that it's coming out. <laughs> that, <and it's- laughs> then, you know, you move on to something else and you move on to something else and, and you kind of just every day are like, I wonder if I'll here's something, you know, but I don't know. So, uh, yeah, there, there's a bunch of stuff going on, um, which I'm really excited about and thankful wow. for. Wow, that is really, really cool. I don't know where you're going to sleep or find time to breathe. And just, just quietly, what do, what do your parents uh, think of being on, on movies and you know, lots of blood and, you know, people dying and, you know, chainsaws? and. <laughs> uh, um, they know that I love horror so <laughs> much. So again, as always, very supportive, but I know that my whole family is just waiting for me to do like a romantic comedy. A romantic comedy. Please, please, <laughs> like, we hate seeing you die. <laughs> God, we want to show our friends, you know, <laughs> just a PG word. <laughs> uh, that's very, very interesting. All right. Emily, so uh, to wrap it up, uh, what does the future hold for Emily Sweet? Yeah, you know, I'm really hoping to pick back up where we left off with COVID and really just, you know, dive back into the horror world. Um, And, you know, my goal this year is to excuse me, is to do six movies. It's a lofty goal. But you know what? I'm 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 dedicated and I'm ready. And one of those, you know, I'm like I said, I'm pre-production of something that I'm producing right now, and so mm. I'm really looking forward to, you know, getting that off the ground and and doing that this year, and you know, hopefully getting out this year or next year, depending. 
yeah, I just, you know, I'm just really, really excited to get back to work. I can't wait yes. to go back to work. <laughs> yes, I think everybody is in that same boat, just trying to get back to a normal life, right? Uh, also, have you ever been to Australia? And if not, when are you going to come to Australia? Oh my gosh, I that is on the top of my list. My sister in high school had a friend, a foreign exchange student come from Australia and they're still very close and they stay in touch. And she has another friend that lives in Australia and I just, I want to go there so badly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you should, yeah, well, maybe not in this period. We're doing good with the, the COVID and uh, so I think it'll be just a matter of time before we can all yeah. start traveling again and uh, Exactly the opposite. I, I would I can't wait to get back to the US and you know see all my friends again and uh, yeah. Not yeah, come on. Come on. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there and we'll all have a big party, uh, Eva and uh, uh, Tiana and uh, you know all the all the all the uh, the, the actress and uh, that that I've interviewed over there. Let's have one big party. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Sounds good. To, to finish off, I just asked some questions and like your top two or three favorite different topics. And you just tell me off the top of your head, uh, as of today, what are your two or three favorites? All right. Sure. Are you ready, Emily? Ready. All right. So we talked about it before. What are your top three favorite musical artists? Radiohead, Depeche Mode, and Madonna. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. What are your uh, your top three movies? Uh, actually, let's say your top three horror movies of all time, and then your top three all time favorite movies. Sure. Uh, in no particular order: High Tension, okay. Reanimator, Come to Daddy. Um, right. And in general, overall, I'm so excluding horror. I'm going to mm -hmm. say The Fall. Um, American animals, and we'll say either we'll say Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice, classic. <laughs> Your top three favorite actors or actresses? Helen Mirren, Evan Peters, Sarah Paulson. You're doing very well. Okay, so um, your three top destinations that you've traveled to outside of the U.S. Countries. That I want to travel to or that I have traveled to? I uh, have traveled to. Albania, mm -hmm. Costa Rica, Thailand. And where do you want to go to? Uh, I want to go to um, Paris, Australia, and it's a tie between Tahiti and England. Tell us about Thailand, your experience in Thailand. I've been there a it couple of a times. It was a random trip. Um, yeah. Very rich trip and we went to Bangkok and then we went to um oh gosh oh gosh um okay oh, yes we went there and then we went to one other place an island and I can't remember for the life of me um PP Island yes PP Island where yes. we went yes were you there with me and I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's one of the the, the big touristy yeah 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 you need to get a boat to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got a boat, yep. <laughs> that, that's awesome. All right. And uh, cuisines, uh, like food cuisines, uh, what are your top three favorite food cuisines? 
uh, top two are any Asian and and Indian. Those are my two favorites. Ooh. Like, I mean, and Asian, I mean Thai, Chinese, Japanese, sushi, any of that, and then Indian, just Indian food. Those are my two favorites. Interesting. All right. Sporting teams. Uh, Orioles. <laughs> top three. Uh, anything Baltimore. Anything so, Baltimore. Ravens. Yeah. Ravens for football. Orioles for baseball. Terrapins for college basketball. <laughs> oh, now, now I did see that you were like a, um, a like a cheerleader for the minor league team. Is that is that another hoax or? I was a mascot, not a cheerleader. So mascot. Been, that's it. There you go. There. Ron, yeah, the big Tasmanian devil suit, and I would go out there and dance and hype up the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, it might be a little bit personal. Are, are you married? Children? No, not married. Never no? been married. No children. <laughs> all right. All right. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> and, and last question. Who is your uh, greatest inspiration slash hero? RuPaul. Why? RuPaul Charles. Um, I love that since forever, RuPaul yeah. has yeah. just been himself herself you know she's in drag um and she stands up for what she believes in and she's done so much for the lgbtq community i love her Mm -hmm. show she you know she says it how it is um and i just think rupaul he's he's funny he's smart um i just i gosh i just adore him i think he's the best i look up to him a lot just everything that he's done and you know, it's not easy back then, you know, for a gay man to do what yeah. he really just, whoo, he paved the way in a lot of aspects. And I, I just, I love him. And I love RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, that's a great answer. And I also saw Black Lives Matter on your Instagram as well. So that's great, great cause. I, I love how you sort of um, show that as well. That's very, very important. Right. Yeah. All right, all right, Emily. Um, amazing talent. Thank you. Beautiful person. Uh, great to talk to. Um, all the best for 2021. I don't great. know, like I said before, I don't know where you're going to sleep or eat. Uh, it's going to be all uh, <laughs> projects. And, and uh, but yeah, uh, good luck for the future and uh, keep uh, making people happy and come to Australia. <laughs> I will. I will call you. <laughs> yes, I'll show you around. Okay. It's pet a, it's pet a kangaroo and a koala. I love it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I had a really great time. Hi, I'm Nigel the Shanghai Psychic. I can tune into your loved ones in the spirit world, but I can also tune into you, tell you about your path and the choices that you need to make and need to know. I'm currently giving 30% discount on all Tell Craig Your Story listeners. Just use a code. Tell Craig your story for 30% off your first psychic reading with me online at Nigel the Shanghai Psychic.